Joining me on the line, as he is here every Friday, Reggie, the real critic, Ponder. He's our senior social media correspondent. And joining me in the studio, special guest film critic, Okema Seven Gun, a film critic, pop culture writer with dang near everybody here in the city. I am uh, very grateful to you for joining us today, and uh, I'm glad that Reggie Ponder is able to join us on the phone. Hello, everybody. How are you? Good morning, good morning, good morning. Hello. Hello, everybody. uh, First of all, Seven, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, And Reggie, thank you so much for introducing us to Seven. We appreciate uh, that uh, homeboy hookup, as as we call it here (laughs) on the radio. Let's get into the box office. Uh, Number one uh, movie in the country comes to us from Under the Sea. Uh, Under the Sea. So look, 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 Jill, I'd really like to hear what Seven has to say about this one, because as you know, I thought this was serviceable, but it was way too long for me. But it's Aquaman, and it's three weeks at number one at the... Uh, I, I think timing was fantastic. Three weeks at number one at the box office. And uh, Seven, did you like this? You know, um, I did like Aquaman, but I th- felt it was too long. Um it piqued my interest for a while, but I think, you know, there's some places where they could have trimmed it up a bit, mm-hmm. you know. I, I, I think for, for one person, that that's a, a lot of backstory to handle at one point, at one yeah. time. So um, I like what they tried to do with it, seeing how DC has kind of not had a, um, a good history with um, films in the past. I think it was a refreshing change of pace because, you know, the other movies that I've seen have not been that great. And um, I think they really put forth, put forth an effort to try to make sure that they had the nuts and bolts and, and the detail. So they, I give them an A for effort. Do you think okay. the, uh, the, the, show, the movie's running time uh, is to do with them setting up this character development for some sequels? I mean, not that DC should be putting all their eggs in any one basket at this point, but I think Aquaman's probably the best chance for like, a, a trilogy that they might have. Yeah, I, I, I think the running time is due to two things. Uh, I think it's due to that, and I also think it's due to that their their animation was really good in this one. And I think that the animators kind of got together and said, hey, I could do one more thing. Oh. Hey, let me show off this skill. Because mm-hmm. they it was too long. And I, I really think that they, they got kind of carried away with showing their skills in this one, and uh, it was a little bit too long for me. All right. Aquaman still sitting atop uh, the crest of the wave of the box office. Tell me Number, uh, tell me about Escape Room. Yeah, so, so uh, Jill, I did not see this one, but, but it's what it is. It's, it's Escape Room. You put four or five people in a room. They have to figure out all these clues to get out, and um, uh, it, they need to escape. And so um, what's, what's really interesting is that I, I said this last week, is that you have uh, a a great move. I don't know, a great move. I can't say it's a great movie, but you have a very um, much talked about and watched movie uh, with Sandra Bullock. Um, this uh, little kind of thriller, and then you get this one as well. It's interesting. I guess they're just trying to fill in the gap right now with some of these kind of scary thriller kind of kind of movies happening right now. Well, I, I do have to say I am interested. I haven't seen Escape Room yet, but I am interested in seeing it because I have been to, um, you know, Escape Rooms um, with uh, with some friends of mine. And, um, you know, you know, it, they give you a certain amount of time. You have to figure out these challenges or whatever to get out. And when I did it with someone, we had like 30 seconds left and it was like, you know, like 
biting nails and like, oh, are we, we going to get out? So I'm really interested in seeing what they did with this uh, concept and idea because um, the idea for escape rooms is very popular right now. So I'm I'm glad that they that they decided to do a movie on it. So I'm interested to see what uh, what they did with it. And and, and and the cool thing here, Jill, is that this one cost nine million to make. You and I have have threatened for like I guess the seven eight years you've been here that we're gonna start our own studio, but we have not done that. We keep and they not made eight, doing it. And and they made eighteen million. So so so, hey. so they're good. Mm-hmm. Num- number three is Mary Poppins. Number four is Bumblebee. Number okay. five is, is Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Uh, then we got number six, The Mule. And then we have Vice. I know we'll talk about Vice a little bit later, but it, this is interesting that this movie was able to, uh, last week I think it broke, yeah, it broke into the top ten, and, and this week it is in the top ten as well. So, I mean, uh, we got seven in the room, so I, I won't you know belabor the box office that much, but that's the gist of the box office. Okay. Here. All right, that is Reggie, the real critic, ponders. Seven Gun is in the studio. Let's talk about Jordan Peele, specifically uh, his new film. Uh, it's called Us. It looks really scary. There's a family in our driveway. It's probably the neighbors. But you have a family? Hi, can I help you? What are you people? It's us. They look exactly like us. They think like us. They know where we are. We need to move and keep moving. They won't stop until they kill us. We kill them. That was part of the trailer for the new Jordan Pill-directed movie, Us. It stars Lupita Nyong'o, Winston Duke, Elizabeth Moss, Tim Heidecker, uh, Yahya Abdul-Mateen II, and Anna Diop. Uh, Wakanda is scary these days, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I am joined on the line by Reggie the Real Critic Ponder and in studio by Akema 7 Gun, our film correspondents for the day. Reggie, you doing all right in there? I'm definitely doing all right. I- I, I, uh, we're talking about us. Uh, uh, I guess Seven got something to say because I, I want to hear about this one myself. I know it's a freaky Seven. Tell me about. Uh, first of all, the hype behind this movie is incredible, and I think it might be well deserved. I think so. Um, I do have to say, and I and I was telling Jill, I was a little bit skeptical at first, and that's just because of how I am. But then when I saw the trailer, it was like I I actually saw it in the movie theater first. Oh, what was it ahead of? Do you remember? I went to go see um, The Favorite with my mom. Oh, right on. And so, um, yeah, so, I mean, my mother my mother and I, we were sitting next to each other, and we both jumped in our seats, <laughs> and she said, I'm not going to see that. And I said, well, I definitely am, and I will tell you about it. And so it was like nails scratching on the board, like, <laughs> Well, this, this is a movie of, uh, to, uh, to give a, a quick uh, recap of, of what the, the the trailer is telling us. Uh, Lupita Nyong'o and Winston Duke uh, and their children off on a family beach vacation. And then things start to go a little south when they discover their doppelgangers, their evil doppelgangers, in the driveway of their vacation home. And uh, so it's a horror movie with all black people. We don't know who's going to die first. This is a this is a, a film for the ages. Uh, Reggie, I know that you're not uh, a huge 
horror movie fan, but does this movie look attractive enough to you to go and see in the theater? No. <laughs> what? Jill, Jill, you know, if if I go, I need to go with you and your husband, and I need to sit in between both of you guys. I'm going to hold his hand. Are you scary like that? Your... Oh, my God. Don't be scared. He is a scaredy cat. That's true. <laughs> so, but, yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, it is really interesting when you look at what, what Jordan Peele did with Get Out and how he made that into uh, use the, the horror genre to really come out with an uh, interesting film. So I, 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 I would be very interested in seeing this one. But the problem for me, and no joke, is that I do think that I'll have my hand over my face, like, you know, uh, opening up the fingers a little bit, closing them, opening them. Because this does look like this is going to be scary. Well, um, I just want to chime in real quickly. I was just on the internet just surfing around, and um, Jordan Peele was saying, like, he doesn't, he doesn't, obviously, he doesn't want this to be a black movie. Um, there are some, well, I don't want to spoil it, but there's some other characters that may have doppelgangers too. So I think it's just like across the board, he's trying to, um, you know, show that there's, um, doppelgangers in all of us like there's like a like a another person out there that's trying to be us or you know something like that i'll tell you what i am doing a really good job myself of of ruining my own life so i don't even need a doppelganger like i'm just doing that well well you know what um there is a there is a um twilight zone that I kind I kind of think is connected to this, and there was I can't remember the actress's name, but she's in a she's in a bus station, and she's going to get a job in I think Buffalo or something like that, and um, she sees her doppelganger in the mirror, and her bag is moved, and so she asks the um, the person that is taking the tickets why is, why has my bag moved? So you know I I'm getting that. You know, it's kind of like a Twilight Zone idea that maybe Peel has um, developed. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of where um, I was thinking of, you know, maybe he got that from. One of the the things that I love, uh, Dojo, Mm -hmm. is that you and I talk about this all the time, about having a diverse, uh, have diversity within a diversity. And what I like what Jordan Peel is doing is that we're not getting the same old, same old kind of movies. Mm -hmm. And... And he is really being very smart. He's being different. And and so for the people saying, okay, I don't want to go see the upside. I don't want to go see uh, the blind side. I don't want to see 12 Years a Slave. We, Jordan Peele is, is really bringing us some different kind of stuff. And, and I'm really excited about that. I am too. And I uh, th- his career has been just spectacular to watch uh, especially if you have been paying attention to what he and uh, Keegan-Michael people doing way back in their Second City days like this yeah. is an incredible incredible uh, pivot for him and I, I am I'm very I'm like I'm proud of him like he's my cousin good for him yeah. <laughs> it's a, yeah it's a, it's a very exciting time too because now we're seeing a different side of horror like it's um it's intrigue it's intellect and and these are w- very well f- um developed ideas so it's not it's not just one d- or two dimensional um horror films um the, you know it's it has different um there's different symbols in the film and you know I like the fact that he gives ode to um the loonies from um from the 90s and he's he's taking these concepts um and he's um revisiting them it's like, kind of like a retro retrospect and uh paying homage to the horror films of 
of yesteryear. Mm-hmm. I'm Jill Hopkins. It's Critic for a Minute Friday here on Vocal. Oh, Reggie Ponder's on the line. He's our senior film correspondent. Seven Gun is in the studio. She's our guest film correspondent. Let's talk about the upside. Check out this trailer. You need to prove you're looking for work. I've been looking. Trust me. We're going to find you someone you like. Penthouse. You need to wait your turn. Relax. It's not a holdup. Just sign this one, please. How would I sign it? I don't know. Slowly. <sighs> what, don't your arms work? They don't. You can move your mouth. As can you. I need assistance. How much does it pay? Hell yeah, man. You are not qualified for this position. The buckle! Buckle! Have you ever changed a catheter? No. Pinch the head. Insert. Mm. I can't feel it. Oh. Well, I can. He was rich as Jay-Z? No. Richer. That is a part of the trailer for The Upside, starring Kevin Hart, Brian Cranston, and Nicole Kidman. Uh, that's coming out in just a little bit this year. Uh, it is a remake of a 2011 film uh, from France called The Untouchables, and we're going to talk about it with our film correspondents right now. Seven, uh, Kevin Hart, of course, in the news for non-movie reasons <laughs> these days uh, but no one can really deny that he's a funny dude and uh, that Brian Cranston is also a great actor and that Nicole Kidman is Pepper Potts basically in this film tell me about your your thoughts on, on the upside well um, I didn't um, I came into it thinking more positively but I, when I left when I watched the film I I know it's based on a true story, but I just thought that there was something missing. You know, um, when you make a film based on a true story, there's only, you know, there's certain things that you can do with it and there's certain things you can't. I just think um, the development of the story was a little bit flat. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was a little disappointed. Um, and I think that... Um, just moving forward um, that Kevin Hart, like I, I think there's going to be amazing things, films that he's going to, you know, do in the future. But I don't think that this was one of them. Um, I know a lot of comedians, they end up, you know, doing uh, very well in dramas. And um, I felt like this only scratched the surface. Mm. I think that he can do a lot better. Um, Brian Cranston, um, you know, he's amazing. But again, I think it was a little, it was a little, it was a little flat for me. Um, I didn't, I, I'll be honest with you, probably next year, I probably really won't remember this film. Mm. And, and I, and when I watch a film, I need it to be memorable. And I don't think that this was that film. Reggie. Okay, Jill, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not coming back anymore. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you just, you really don't need me. All right. Thanks. Seven. All right, bye, bye you guys. So, so, so it, I think this was a a for most people this will be an enjoyable movie. It will not be a memorable movie. I, I, I agree with almost. I mean, just about everything Seven says here. What I will say though is that Kevin Hart did stretch himself, and yeah. so while while he was not, um, I mean, this wasn't like his ghost. You know, he stretched himself, and and that's going to be great because he does need to kind of get out of that. That, that that Kevin Hart is movie and this helped to do that. I think that the movie was fine. It's serviceable. This is a this is a matinee movie 
to, to go see. And when people walked out, they were happy. They laughed. I, I watched the crowd, all that type of stuff. But again, Seven is right. You will not remember this movie. Not not next year. You won't remember it in two weeks. <laughs> oh, dang. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just not one of those those films. But, but it, it, again, it's, it's serviceable in that when you go, at least the people, I, I was in a full theater, and the people walking out, they didn't feel like, oh, that was terrible or anything of that nature. They enjoyed themselves, but next week they'll be moving on to whatever is next. Okay, we'll, we'll check it out when it comes out on Netflix. <laughs> the Upside opens today, January 11th. So if you, uh, you know, want to see what Brian Cranston is up to, if you want to see what Nicole Kidman or Kevin Hart are up to, this might be, be the movie for you. You know I love you, no matter what happens. drinking to new life. Tish gonna have Fani's baby. And who's gonna be responsible for this baby? The father and the mother. He's about to pay for something he didn't do. That child was born of sin. That child is your grandchild. What difference does it make how he gets here? These are our children, and we gotta set them free. We have to set them free. <laughs> Beale Street could talk. Yeah, it's the, uh, the newest film from director Barry Jenkins. It is based on a James Baldwin book, and uh, I'm so excited. I'm also excited to have Reggie Ponder, the real critic, on the line and a Kema 7 gun in the studio. Let's talk about it. Seven, are you as excited as I am? <laughs> yes, I love this movie, and I, I love how... Um, she, actually, she's a Chicagoan, Kiki Lane. Yeah. Newcomer in Kiki Lane. Congratulations. Ooh, snaps to you. Yay, snaps to you. She went to DePaul, and um, I was reading her story. She she went to DePaul, then she went to L.A. for a couple of years, and then she landed this role. It's and She's amazing. Mm-hmm. And her counterpart is a St- uh, Stefan James, who plays Fani. And her she plays um, Tish, whose real name is Clementine. Mm. You know, like my darling Clementine. Yeah. I feel as though this film is um, almost Shakespearean, you know, like it transcends uh, time, you know, especially like the opening scene. Um, it's just the two of them. And, and then I like what the um, costume de- designer does with the colors and they're, you know, they're wearing yellow and light blue and their costumes complement each other. And it's just very poetic and very beautiful. And I love the I love what Barry Jenkins does with this script and how he adapts it. Reggie, I haven't uh, had a good cry in about a week since I saw Mary Poppins Returns. Is this film gonna make that happen for me? So, so I agree with Seven again. So I guess uh, so. <laughs> so this is, this was also my favorite movie of the year. Yes. Um, it it and 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 what I liked about it was all about the love. Is that it showed love. from so many perspectives so it was really a love story wrapped around tragedy and and injustice man i I said this before but if bill street could really talk it would tell you that love lives in our community Mm -hmm. it would tell you that hope survives in our relationships that there's hope all the time it would tell you that justice evades righteousness which is what james baldwin is really trying to show and it would tell you that family still bonds our people this is a 
a a masterpiece. If people don't go see this movie, it, 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 it's a, it would be a travesty. I, I want to say this, is that everybody is talking about Regina King. She was good. But this young lady from Chicago was fantastic. And I hate the fact that we have these movies that people got to wait their turn to get nominated for something. This young lady should be nominated for a whole lot of things. She was fantastic. Uh, you know, it's not always a successful trip from book to movie. Uh, we've we've seen time and time again uh, directors change the ending for for their purposes. They will you know add a character in that wasn't there before. Uh, I have not read this book, but uh, I I do I am a fan of the works of James Baldwin. Did this film do? his book justice well yeah unfortunately i haven't read the book either shame shame on me um but you know i i have heard that they you know barry jenkins tried his best to bring these characters to true form and and you know and paying homage to uh james baldwin and um because james baldwin was um a traveler and you know he traveled to africa and europe and he was amongst uh, comrades like Maya Angelou and, um, you know, Martin Luther King and Malcolm X, he was able to have this incredible insight into black people and their endurance in humanity and what they've, what they've going, what they've, um, gone through in the sixties and the seventies. And just, he just had this profound insight. And I think that's what we're seeing in the film is, is James Baldwin's perspective from a black man and a black woman and, and what we've had to endure as far as love and tragedy and like, um, like Reggie was saying, hopefulness and this whole thing of, of, um, being accused of things that we have or have not done. Mm. And so um, there's so many uh, things it's, um, that he touches upon in this film. And, I, I, and again, I agree with um, Reggie that it would be a travesty for you not to see this film because it embodies pretty much the black experience. It really gets to the core of you and it strips back all of really the things that are not important and lets you see innocence and black love for what it is. I uh, am excited to see this and I'm not even, you know what? Not even going to wait till Black History Month. I'm going to no. see it in January. <laughs> one, more, one more thing I want to add is that um, Nicholas Bertel, um, Barry Jenkins brings him again from Moonlight mm -hmm. and that really creates a good atmosphere for the film because I think it, when I closed my eyes, I heard the music first and then I saw, you know, what he was trying to uh, portray. So I think, you know, in this um, in this instant as well as others and as in Moonlight, that the score um, really brings to life the characters um, and the story also. Seven Gun, thank you so much for joining me. Reggie Ponder, thank you so much for joining me. Seven, our listeners may not know where to find your work. Where can they, they go to check out the reviews of Seven Gun? Um, I'm on Twitter as writer, uh, Writer7G, and I'm on Facebook as um, as Seven Gun and Seven Gun Media, and I write as a blogger for Chicago Now. And so it's Seven Gun Says on Chicago Now. Awesome. And Reggie, the real critic, Ponder, where can people find your work? You find me on Bocalo every Friday. What's up with that? Uh, but, but, uh, yeah, woo -hoo. 
uh, you can uh, follow me uh, reggieponder.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at the Real Critic. That's R E E L. And then you can also follow me on Facebook, Reggie the Real Critic. And uh, yeah, that's 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 it. You know, you know how we do, Jill. I do know how we do. 